Welcome to Funny Planet, where we try to explore the humor sphere. Finding out what's funny around the world. What's unique to a country's culture of humor, history, and politics. And what is universal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Funny Planet. Funny Planet. Uh, I'm Brendan Lemon. I'm Zach Tomasovic. Uh, we've got uh, we've got an interesting episode today because a lot of the comedy that we've talked about has been mostly stand up. Yeah, and uh, we haven't really talked about sketch comedy. We haven't really talked about improv. We talked talked a little bit about comedy production. We talked with Oleg about booking um, American comedians overseas. We mm-hmm. talked about um, uh, to Brent Sheese about uh, producing comedy, um, but we haven't really talked about improv or sketch comedy. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because. Uh, we want to talk with people from all over the world of comedy, and uh, and and we've mentioned before that we want to do it with people who are on the production side also. Well, this guy today, Noah, um, he is pretty interesting because he is very much in the world of improv and a little bit of sketch comedy, um, but he runs a comedy club also. He runs a comedy club in Berlin, in Berlin, yeah. Germany. Um, in and Berlin, Pennsylvania, <laughs> in Paris, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, no, he runs it in Berlin, Germany, yeah. and uh, it's an English-speaking club. And he does a lot of improv and uh, and runs the club, so it's pretty interesting stuff. He talks a little bit about what the the comedy scene is like over there. Um, and uh, what's the word he he uses in this? Oh, he talks about kvatch, 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 kvatch. Means yeah, nonsense. The name of one of the clubs that he's in competition with. You didn't yeah. see it, but I just did scare quotes. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how they're more German focused than his club, which is English focused. Talks a little bit about what it's like to live in Germany and decide to kind of go into this and all this stuff. Yeah, and, and kind of living in Germany as an expat. and oh, Which is fascinating because it really is. I mean, this is something that the English speaking American diaspora of comedy it really is. It's like he's influencing comedy in Germany by being an American running a club. Yeah, and I I, th- I found it interesting to you know we you've already mentioned we haven't talked much about improv and we kind of got into the weeds a little bit. So all of you improv people, this finally, is your episode. You finally have. You've one. been you know holding your breath for the last you know six months. And I know you just been however go, long it is going down the rabbit hole on r slash improv comedy on Reddit, and now well, you finally got a place on Funny Planet. This is it. <laughs> this is the one for you guys. Now is your time. Yeah. All um, right. Well, let's just we won't we're not going to hold you back any longer from that. No, no not going to blur the, the face. You're <laughs> blue in the face. <laughs> won't bury the lead. Okay. <laughs> Everybody here is uh Noah. I am in Berlin, Germany. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy Cafe Berlin. Um, so no, but you're um you're an expat, right? You um you're originally are are you you're not originally American, are you? Uh, I am a dual citizen of Germany and uh the U.S. So. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit of both. I'm a little bit more of an expat when I'm here, and a little bit more German when I'm there. So. That's kind of interesting. So you're you're like a you're a man with a leg in each country. That's how it feels. Yeah, get to sort of be a <laughs> change uh, change how I see fit. So it's interesting because like like I was um, saying just a minute ago that we I kind of stumbled onto you when I saw the um the uh, sort of vice spot about international comedy and particularly in in uh 
in Germany, and I and I reached out to you, and kind of that was some time ago. You and I functionally don't really know each other, <laughs> so so thank you again for agreeing to do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if if uh, if I knew everyone who I had that brief amount of uh, email exchange with, I'd know a lot more people than I think. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, man, have you heard of Noah Telson? He knows like half of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. That's funny, man. But what I wanted to do, I was curious, is like uh, just to dive into, uh, you know, how did you get, I, I kind of want to hear, you know, I mean, we've only got a limited amount of time in this call, but I kind of wanted to hear how you got involved with comedy in Berlin and how you, like just the kind of story of how you decided to open the comedy cafe and like what, what what an interesting and unique sort of you know position to occupy i think in the world of comedy um is as a as a basically american expat american german citizen opening a comedy club in the heart of berlin basically it's weird yeah it's definitely weird on paper um but I think in the organic, like if you take a step back and you look at how it sort of unfolded organically, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and when I moved here like almost 10 years ago, um, there wasn't a whole lot going on in terms of comedy, uh, especially English comedy. I should I should be clear that we're talking about English language comedy. Yep. Um, and uh, I had joined an improv group, a short form improv group, actually, um, comedy sports, which is pretty big in the States as well. Oh yeah. Huge in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it was really like a, an eye opener for me in terms of, you know, like I, I, I come from a theater background, um, didn't, hadn't really done comedy professionally, uh, kind of fucked around with, with brothers and friends and all that kind of stuff. But uh, like getting on stage and performing was a whole new thing. And that's I started cutting my teeth here in Berlin. Mm. Uh, and we carved out a niche for ourselves and we're, you know, attracting audiences. And that led to us trying to find more places to perform and bumping up against probably a very common thing that you might have bumped up against if you produce comedy shows like. Where do you do it? How do you struggle with like doing it at a bar? Oh yeah, bar noise, all that kind of stuff, and then not getting ideal spots at the you know official comedy clubs that were already here. Um, <clears throat> so we just decided we'd do it ourselves. I mean, um, just create the the space that we wanted. And, oh, uh, yeah, it, it's a kind of a naive thing to think that you can just do that uh but whatever it took a while we did it and uh, what, what, what year so i got a couple of questions already is i'm curious like what year was this in when you uh, first of all when you first started doing comedy in 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 germany um and then and then when did when did like the official plan come together to to, to start the comedy cafe yeah so i moved here in in august september september august 2010 got it nine years ago Oh Just, man, where where from? Where where from in the states? I I grew up in New York, and I I had actually um, I had actually already moved abroad. I was doing a master's um, in Turkey. Really, I, that's I fascinating. Cool. And then I I uh, 
whatever. I was in Ankara in Turkey, which is the capital of Turkey. It's a cool place for students, but for for an expat, English speaking expat in you know in that part of the world, there wasn't a whole lot of artistic expression for my yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. not. <laughs> and I yeah, I mean, I I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I had come off of four years of undergrad doing, you know, like three productions a year to doing nothing. I was doing a, a, a master's in social sciences, quite different ch- uh, route to take. Yeah. But that Rather year, circuitous. Exactly. And that year was just really dry. So by the time I moved to Berlin, I was desperate to do basically anything. And uh, a friend of mine was in comedy sports. He said, why don't you audition? I auditioned out of desperation and, and never looked back since. So yeah. So, so this is super <laughs> interesting gotta, to me. Yeah, go ahead, Zach. Sorry. Yeah, I, I've just got a, I got a question about what was the, what was the scene like before the England, the English language scene uh, popped up? Um, can you kind of give us a paint us a picture of, of, you know, what were Germans laughing at in German, basically? Um, I don't know. I, 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 people have attempted to answer this question, and I feel like. And I've tried to as well, and I feel like we're always running the risk of painting with broad strokes. Um, sure. I don't. I don't necessarily think there is a German sort of monolithic idea of humor. I think maybe we could. I think first of all, it, there, the fact that there is a German sense of humor, period, I think is surprising <laughs> to most people. <laughs> and it's it's funny because there actually is a very rich tradition of of comedy in Germany. Yeah. Um, I, I I just came across this thought not too long ago, and it's totally unsubstantiated, but it's a nice like s- sort of mind game or thought, whatever, uh, that this idea of an austere German and sort of like zero sense of humor sort of comes after World War II when they weren't. Yeah, when, when there wasn't much humor to speak of, I think, in, exactly. in Germany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... 1920 Berlin especially is is a place where you have like a whole lot of underworld seedy sort of cabaret uh um yeah it's literally the the plot of cabaret is like exactly. the is takes place around that entire sort of place yeah i mean that makes sense exactly right and so i think a lot of the humor is built out of that tradition um which tends to be a lot more um sing songy a little bit more politically motivated it tends to be a bit more us versus them sort of look at my observation of you know uh, it, it can be a bit uh, um, derogatory towards xyz um whatever group they're sort of targeting yeah yeah um and so you see like a, a lot of a lot of Germans like to watch magic and comedy or like puppets and comedy. Who's the, the really big puppeteer comedian? Jeff um, Dunham. Jeff Dunham is huge here. Oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so unexpected. Yeah. I think he just, he was on the list of like the top 10 highest earning comedians on the Forbes magazine. Whatever. Oh yeah. The guy's like, it's insane how much money that guy makes. And yeah. I mean, that comedy, it's so frustrating to say, but that comedy is actually accessible to a lot of people and there is a lot of stuff he can do with it. Yeah. I'm sort of curious though, what, what is like, performing English 
comedy in Berlin is fascinating to me, I think, for a number of reasons. Berlin is in many ways like the most international and accepting international city sort of in Europe, I think, in, in, in a lot of ways. And I'm curious, like, your experience, you know, with audiences, I think, with improv and with stand-up and, and, and just the, the comedians you bring in and the audiences you've seen, like, what really resonates with with those audiences? Do you get mostly expats? Do they have mostly a, an American or a Canadian uh, um, or British sense of humor? I'm sort of curious. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's really tough to say. Obviously it's difficult to survey the audience, uh, every, every night, but my, my gut feeling is that we get, um, probably a majority of Germans, you know, English speaking Germans. And then the rest are people who speak English and they're coming from all over the place, not just Americans. I'd say a smaller portion of that pie are, are native English speakers, um, what I think, I think why we're able to make comedy that resonates is a number of things. Um, I think the idea of going out to see comedy is a bit more commonplace than it was maybe 15 years ago with the really? advent of Interesting. YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I mean, anybody can just type in stand up and they'll see some great content on YouTube. Yeah, uh, and so you know, like that, it's an easy jump to go well if i can see it there why don't i just go see it here live and see yeah. what that's all about hopefully we hook them and they're pleasantly surprised they keep coming back but the other thing is is i think our style of comedy um again i'm painting in broad strokes but i think is largely um transcends a culture or like a country's culture in that we're speaking honestly mm. and we're speaking maybe in a voice that uh, they can relate to because we all are sort of expats in Germany or we all are part of an international community in Germany, in Berlin. And so that that might resonate. I think that's pretty powerful, man. I mean, like, in, in, you've attracted a lot of talent, I think, to the comedy club, right? I mean, you've had a lot of different people come through and perform. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'd like to have a lot more. But. All right. Well, <laughs> let me send you my resume. <laughs> the, the biggest thing for us is that uh, we've put a lot of energy into into building the community here, too. So mm. like 90 percent of our shows throughout the year are are. Well, let's it's mostly improv. So we're doing a lot of long form improv. And those are all people who, you know, uh, uh, live here and studied here and um, are cutting their teeth here at the cafe as well. So we do have like a really strong, uh, bedrock. And, and I think that is part of the success of what we're doing too. And then, you know, like that resonates and I think, you know, we're able to attract other people. It's a small room. So, you know, of course, Kevin Hart's not going to come here, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, never say never, you know. I mean, Dave Chappelle did that uh, show in the belly room at the Comedy Store. I mean, right. the com Comedy Cafe Berlin is not is basically the same size as a belly room. Sure, but uh, uh, we for every show that we do here, we have to do probably ten times as much promotion for it because people won't just come out because it's a Saturday night. They'll come out because they want to see X, Y, Z. So we can't really do like, uh, oh. Pause for the European sirens. I don't know if you hear that. <laughs> you just yeah, that. yeah. You have the... 
Samu uh, going by in the background. The uh, yeah, that so is, that's interesting that though. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, sorry, no, no, no. I have a really uh, asinine comment. It's really weird <laughs> that the sirens are different. <laughs> like, you would think that there would just be a universal siren. Why? Why are they speaking different languages? Yeah, it's it's, it's very strange. Anyways, continue. Yeah, sirens have different accents. You know what I mean? Just different places. <laughs> right, right. Um, I was yeah. just going to say, it's interesting, actually, Noah, to hear that you guys um, you know, have to do some amount of promotion because one of the things that we've heard from a handful of other um, you know, uh, comedians or even promoters or, mm. is they've been like, yeah, there's a real interest in, in stand-up comedy and improv comedy. You know, and these are sort of art forms that America's pioneered um, Britain has pioneered, or Canada, as the case may be, and really from the English-speaking world, and then they've sort of exported them, and there's a real interest. It's fascinating because some of the people we've spoken to have been like, oh, yeah, no, we just really want to have an, a, a comedian. Like, people will just come out to see a British comedian uh, yeah. or or an American comedian. Um, do you have the same, do you have a similar thing? I mean, most of what you guys do, I think, in terms of improv is, is homegrown, but I'm fascinated to hear, like, is that interest there, or is it because it's Berlin and Berlin is so international, they're kind of just over it? Yeah, uh, ooh, that's a that's a tough one to unpack because uh, none of this is scientific. It's all just my gut feeling. But yeah, um, you know, like I uh, love how academic you are, by the way. <laughs> like it's clear, it's really clear that you've like definitely had a whole bunch of uh, of a bunch of like a- academic training because, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I guess that's true. And that's, it's, it's funny that I, I think mostly it's because I'm, I'm like sort of, um, I'm anticipating in maybe like two hours thinking about some of the things I've said and being like, well, that was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I see why you're a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> maybe more successful as a comedian than I was as a social science student, but, uh, what was I saying? I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, I was trying to answer your question. I've forgotten what I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying like it's interesting. That I wonder like if, is is there an interest in just English speaking English language comedy English British American comedians uh, in in Berlin and in, in Germany? Um, yeah. I've heard from we've heard from other people that 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 it seems like it's an art form that's really kind of taking over. People has a lot of general interest just the fact that someone is from the English speaking world. No, I think I'm more cynical, honestly. I uh <laughs> I <laughs> think I think even if we book like um like for example, we have Dave Hill coming, who is fantastic, you know? And and uh, you know who Dave Hill is from New York stand up. Yeah. Uh and like I'm I'm legitimately worried about selling tickets. Not because I, I don't think he's worth it uh, or that I don't think uh, uh, like his comedy resonates. It's just because I don't think he has a whole lot of name recognition. And uh, like we need our job as as CCB, as promoters, is to like tell people to say, hey, you should be paying attention to this person and you should come out and see him. Um, because there is sort of like, um, a lower com- com- comedian IQ. And by comedian, I mean like uh, knowledge of who comedians are IQ. Mm-hmm. And uh, if someone doesn't have a Netflix special, if they don't have, you know, like 
uh, a television show credit, it's 10 times harder to promote that person. And the last thing that I want to do as a promoter in Berlin, Germany, is to invite someone, a comedian, to come, and then nobody shows up. Oh, man, that would be, yeah, what a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare, right? So, so <laughs> I think that probably adds to my cynicism is, like, I got to be super super uh confident that i can sell tickets um and a part of that i think has to do with well how, how much ra- name recognition does this person have is berlin at the place it, it should be to uh to have organic interest in these shows you know so if i'm so if i'm trying to if i'm really trying to if i want to come out and do the comedy cafe i should target uh berlin with my facebook ads basically One, yeah that's 100. interesting yeah. Okay. That's fascinating. Do you well, get a lot no, of So no. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh Sorry. So so no. So what what is Netflix's role and these streaming services role uh roles in uh in, you know, German audiences? Um, you know, do you find that like most people will only come out if they recognize a name from Netflix and and you know, what is Netflix's role in kind of proliferating this uh, I guess kind of global comedy scene? Uh, do, do you think it plays uh, plays a big factor? I think it does. Yeah, I think it it, it plays a part in a bigger role um, that the internet has played. Um, it, I mean, obviously, it's a sign of of a certain level of professionality or a certain level of of talent if you're a comedian and get on Netflix. I know that's again debatable according to to you know like whoever you see on there, but. Um, um, Germans have access to this, to all of that and mm-hmm. not just Germans, but everyone who has Netflix has access to all of that. And it's so easy for them to see Todd Berry on Netflix or Hurry Kondabolu on Netflix. And then, you know, the next day they see he's playing here. It's an easy thing to say, wow, he was awesome. And he's playing right there. I could reach out and touch him basically. Um, mm-hmm. Have you it's, had Hari Kondabalu out to the comedy cafe? Yeah, we've had him twice now. Oh, that's so cool, man. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he's a funny dude. Who are some of the favorite comedians that you've had come through um, and uh, from, uh, from, from the U.S. or Britain? Um, well, I think Hari is probably top of the list there. I mean, not only is he such a good comedian, but he's like, he's such a good person. You know, and for us, we run a real DIY operation. If you compare it to the comedy store or wherever else in the States, we it's me who's running pretty much (laughs) everything. My brother does some of the booking. My (laughs) wife is helping out, you know, so there it's just like we don't really. It's a real mom and mom and pop operation over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. It's so nice when someone is coming to visit a professional and they're like chill, you know, and they're like cool Uh, because I'm already self-conscious that we don't have like all the fine amenities uh, that that uh, that like a a professional. I imagine a professional has, Mm. you know, I can't I can't provide everything in 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 like a, a, a. a comedian's writer, you know. Um. So what is? <laughs> let me ask you this then, because this is interesting. Is that you guys have been around for a little while? I'm curious. What's the, 
what is the what are the other comedy clubs like in in Berlin or like what is the like what is the comedy scene like um, in general? Sure. So um, first off, there are other proper comedy clubs. They are just much more German focused. Um, mm-hmm. So you have a, a, a pretty big one called Quatsch, which translates to nonsense. Uh, Quatsch. Yeah, gives you a little bit of a sense of of what 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 the German scene's like. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> could probably take that out of the podcast. Actually, I don't want to be too... Uh, no, that's very funny. Um, and and the, there's a bunch of other smaller <laughs> clubs as well. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a bit more focused on the, on the German scene. They do have English nights here and there. It's not their focus. It's not their whatever market. Then the, in the English scene, we have um, a... So there's Cosmic Comedy, and they, are, they have a... a uh, stage. I think they do most nights out of the week now, uh, but they're doing primarily stand up. And as far as I know, it's it's uh, um, a stage that's at the bottom of, of a youth hostel um, and and bar. So it's actually okay. not like yeah, case, not a club club. It's exactly. just uh, they're they're a a club with air quotes around the name. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to sound pejorative because I, I think the way, like, in terms of the operation, it, it is effectively a club. And uh, in most ways, it probably looks more like a stand-up club than CCB does um, because we do a lot of the, 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 uh, the improv here as well. That's Noah, I wanted to. Yeah. No, I wanted to ask you about that. So what was the, you know... Did Germans understand what improv was when you when you started to offer classes? Um, because I remember when we when Brendan and I were in Iceland, um, we actually talked to some of the people in the improv scene in Reykjavik, and a girl had studied at UCB in New York and literally had been the first person to do to bring improv to Iceland. Yeah, and uh, I just found that so interesting. And did like Germans have kind of like a vocabulary of like what? improv was or did they kind of understand it as a form or was it just totally like new and can you kind of like talk about that kind of evolution yeah i could talk i mean we don't have too much time i could talk for hours about this oh man (laughs) we this is all right that's the part two of this episode (laughs) uh the the improv just a short the truncated version is yes there is and was improv before let's call it North American style long form came. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were using uh, a very different vocabulary and playing a very different style than what we're doing. And so it took a lot of um, sort of staying the course with what we were doing to show a broader audience that what we were doing is different and worth paying attention to. Um, and, and I, I don't want to besmirch what, like the, the, the scene, the improv scene here, what they were doing already, but it's just not what we were interested in or what we wanted to do. Fascinating. Um, so, so oh, yeah. I'm so sad we don't have time to dig into that. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot more there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we, we should definitely talk some more when we, ha- when we have time, but, um, We'll have to sit down and you'll you'll have a well you know Zach and I'll have a couple of drinks in our hands at you know nine a.m. 
Are you both in LA right now? What's uh, where are you? No, Zach is no, in I... uh, New York, and I'm in Chicago. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to? Do you have to run, Noah? Uh, I, I have, let's, let's do another 50, wait, what, what, what I have, uh, I have a meeting at 515. Let's do another 10 minutes. If that's all right. Yeah, Perfect. Totally Perfect. Good. yeah. Can you, can you dig into that question a little bit more? Cause I feel like, I feel like, uh, I'd like to know like what, what were, uh, you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, what were the, what was the German improv scene before you got there? And can you kind of walk us through, you know, yeah. through that whole, that whole, the whole process of, totally. uh, so, um, I, I, without boring you with too much history, but um, the way I've sort of mapped it out in my head is that long-form improv sort of comes from two, two specific um, teachers of improv. Del Close in North America, yep. and this guy, Keith Johnstone, out of Canada. Um, and Keith Johnstone's teaching... Uh, which is pretty much laid out in a book called Impro, not Improv, but Impro, um, which I'm only pointing out because it later becomes kind of an identifying marker for me. But Impro is what sort of caught wind in Europe. And That's interesting. Okay, meanwhile, Del Close's style of Second City Herald truth and comedy is like more of a, that, that did not quite export to Europe in the way that Impro did. Exactly right. That's fascinating. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. You. So what we bumped up against was a was an entire scene that was so gung ho about improv improvisation, but mm-hmm. had totally different ideas about what it could do, and totally different ideas about uh, what the ends were and how it looked and all that kind of stuff. So we almost felt like, like uh, I don't know humans who had left earth and like (laughs) (laughs) and arrived at planet berlin (laughs) yeah and just like what you're doing something that we're doing and it's weird yeah wait how was it how was it i mean so i i did ucb i mean without getting too in the weeds for people who are you know improv people um because i'm i'm not actually an improv person i just it was a part of my past life that i regret but uh (laughs) Can you, can, you can you talk about the differences between this uh, Keith Johnstone style and the, and the more of a Del Close, like North American style? Yeah. Like what was so crazy about it? Crazy different? Well, I, I think um, in its execution, it looked a lot different too. I mean, they're not performing um, long form. They're certainly not doing heralds. Uh, they're not, not, um, they're not really focused on, God, this sounds so negative. They're not really focused on <laughs> on the process of improvisation. They're more focused on uh, like on delivering a a an idea that like the audience sort of comes up with. So let me put that in in clearer terms. Like you'll often see at the top of an impro show. Uh, the improvisers, they get a whole bunch of suggestions from the audience. What is this character's name? What do they do? Uh, what's the thing they say all the time? Where are they? Where does the whole scene take place? And all this kind of stuff. And it becomes kind of like a paint by numbers. Um, okay. 
And whereas we are more interested in like, let's just get a suggestion. Let's let that inspire us and take, uh, uh, let's let the, the fundamentals of improv sort of guide us through a night of comedy. So like uh, attached to that is you'll often see shows that are thematic uh, in, 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 in European impro that um, aren't necessarily comedy either. Um, That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. That uh, sounds very European, by the way. It's like, it we are going to go to the comedy show, but no comedy happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, but like for them, their promise is not ever that it's comedy. Um, so we have that at least. We will. That is, that's so funny. <laughs> that is yeah. so funny. That also bizarrely sounds German. Like, uh, welcome to the comedy show. Our first promise to you is none of this will be comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's almost like that. But but the, the audience, I would say, for impro is a lot smaller. Um, I mean, it, relatively speaking, uh, I think they are people who are more interested in theater and the process of theater, uh, mm -hmm. like unraveling the human condition and the existential crisis of, of uh, whatever, of humans. This is, this is uh, elevating improv to some kind of oat art Kind yeah. of. That's right. interesting. You yeah. can really, this has been so long. This is fascinating to me, Noah, because it's been so long since I've really been, I did improv for 14 years and came out of like a Viola Spolin huh. uh, sort of school of improv. A lot of it was short form focus. Then I moved over to working long form and that was more Del Close, um, yeah. you know, truth and comedy and all this stuff. And I have not had a conversation that I forget how quickly, depending on who you talk to and in what way, improv conversations can get so pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not saying you are. <laughs> That's I not what I, I'm saying, but like uh, it's something I think about constantly, though. So I, I can imagine myself getting a little pretentious. Yeah, But, no, you're, you, 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 I give you, you, you totally have permission. We want to talk about this. But it's funny because I just remember hanging out with improvisers and them being like, we create life on stage. It isn't <laughs> art, it's just life. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of steer away from that shit. But I, I definitely see the magic in that. Uh, I'm 100% um, uh, interested in, in having fun on stage at the end of the day. And whatever that, that style of improv has been able to provide that for me, so, uh, so just leave it. So, so, Noah, were you the first? Were you the first uh, kind of uh, club to to start doing like the Herald and to start doing more of a like Del Close tradition? Uh, I would say uh, scientifically, yes. <laughs> I can say that with. Right, let's consult the Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah. right. That's really cool, man. You brought a whole new, like, basically art form to the world of comedy in Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, do you want the um, caption on your statue to say when they build it? God. <laughs> Maybe that. Just that. Ugh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Do, you ever, do you ever get impro people that come to. Uh, Comedy Cafe Berlin. Yeah, yeah, we do. I think um, I think they don't stick around too long. Is uh, it like West Side Story? 
<laughs> yeah, we're all snapping at each other. Um, I know it's we we just like uh, we're effectively doing two different things, even though it's still all improvisation. Um, so it's like whatever they're not interested in it, and that's totally fine. That's like someone drinking wine over beer to me. Um, and that's is, whatever. It's fine. And then there there are certainly folks who've come over and and been more interested in what we're doing, and that's cool. And then there are folks who've not liked what we're doing and went over there. Um, also, totally fine. I'm not not interested in people who aren't interested in what we're doing. So, right. Well, right. we is there. Sorry, go, is there like a German? I, I really I'm still like fixated on this. Is yeah. there like a German like? If someone from New York UCB came over to Comedy Cafe Berlin, would they be able to, you know, get, you know, get right up on stage and and totally recognize, be able to do improv with other Germans, or would there be like a maybe like more of a German flavor to it? Has it kind of taken on its own life? Would you say in like a, in a maybe new and surprising way? Um, yeah, I think so. I think uh, well, okay, yes to both of those questions. I think. Um, they would be able to jump in and, and uh, yes and their way through maybe some of those situations that are different. But I also think at the same time, yes, we, we have taken on a slightly different flavor of improv. I think uh, on the whole, on the outside, it all looks very familiar, um, which is the kind of the cool thing, not to get too pretentious, but that <laughs> cool thing about improv is like, if you know how to improvise somewhere, you know how to improvise elsewhere, and it, it kind of bleeds mm-hmm. into all different factions of life. But you know, I, I've done I've done uh, I've done an improv show in Spanish. I speak maybe fifteen words of Spanish. That's um, pretty cool, actually. That you were able. Yeah, to Yeah, you can kind that. of. Yeah. I like so, the idea uh, that there's improv, but you're like watching it and you're like, this improv reminds me of Jägermeister for some reason. Like it's gotten <laughs> Jägermeister notes. Um, yeah. It's decidedly German. Yeah. Uh, I know that you've got to get going, Noah. Yeah. Um, so I want to be respectful of your time. Um, thank you for taking time to talk about this. We're going to have to do a part two and we'll dive deeper into this because this is a fascinating. Okay. Clearly there's a lot here. Um, but I'm curious, you know, if people want to follow you, want to get at you, want to figure out what's going on at Comedy Cafe Berlin, where can they go? Totally. Uh, the, the, the cafes, uh, at comedycafeberlin.com, not .de, don't go there. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram's more, more active, but that's Comedy CB. Uh, and then you can follow me at Telsonia. At that's Telsonia. Flat. Yeah. Well, Thank you for uh, fighting the good fight over in Berlin to, uh, to 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 for the Herald and for the uh, for the for the for the Del Close style improv. I feel like it when Zach and I are passing through Europe, we're gonna absolutely have to stop and, and get up on stage and yes and a little bit with you. Please do. Or you got one. All right. <laughs> well, thanks again, Noah. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Funny Planet. Funny Planet is hosted by Brendan Lemon and Zach Tomasovic and co-produced by Brendan Lemon, Zach Tomasovic, and Brendan Gay. If you find this podcast fun and valuable, we'd love your support. Please like and subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. 
and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links will be in the show notes. And if you really want to support us and get access to more content, check the show notes or search for Funny Planet on Patreon. On Patreon, you can pledge a regular donation that will help us to continue to deliver valuable content straight to you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.